He's got a beautiful backswing. That's, oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the 73rd hole, the official podcast of golf. Oklahoma, Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys with you on a Monday. So, so much to get into today on the show. We've got the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. We've got Harold Varner walking it off in Saudi. We've got Eugenio Chikara setting a course record in Hawaii. We've got even more to dive into today. We've got Bryson injuries. He slips and falls. But first and foremost, we want to wish a happy one-year anniversary to ourselves, to Sam Humphreys, to Golf Oklahoma. It's been exactly a year since we partnered with Golf Oklahoma, and Sam Humphreys joined the show here on the 73rd hole. So, Sam, it's been a hell of a year, man. I can't believe it's been a year. It's, it doesn't feel like it. You know, it's not exactly a year because we started right before the waste management, and it's not the same schedule as last year, but this is the year anniversary. Yo, yeah, we're going to count as that. I mean, you know, guys, when you add up everything, it's like, you know, it feels like we started this like two weeks ago, but yet you add up everything we've done and we're like, we did all that in a year? You know, it just seems like we've done so much in 365 days. It's pretty crazy. We've been honesty. extremely lucky. We're extremely blessed. There's yeah, there's zero doubt about that. Yeah. Tons of opportunities over the last year and more coming in the next year. So already started um, off the year hot, yeah, by the way. Yeah, we did. PGA show down in Orlando, and now we've got the PGA championship coming up in a few months. We've got some great college golf on the horizon as well, so... A uh, ton of good stuff. We've got some good college golf to get into later in the show. But first things first, boys, we got to give a round of applause to my man, Bo Hostler. My man, Bo Hostler, three swipes, 18, so I can get a solo second with Jordan Spieth in the one and done. Oh, you know I'm a huge Bo Hostler fan, anybody who knows me. <laughs> you were telling some pretty good Bo Hostler stories before we came on. Oh, yeah. You know, the first time I ever met him, 11 years old, down at the Future Masters. Hey, guys, want to play a practice round with me? I won the Pepsi Little Peoples. <laughs> so did you play a practice round with him? No. No. <laughs> was he younger than y'all? How old is Bo I Hossler? can't remember. I think he might even be a year older than me. But the fact that he just three-putted to screw me and T-Dub over a little bit Oh, yesterday. he did. 26 years old. Yeah, he's older than you are. 100. That's beautiful. No, I mean, I'm 26. Are you? He's, yeah. a, he's an older 26. He'll be 27 in a month. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I think he was a year older in school. Anyways. I just can't believe that we were actually sitting in the middle of that fairway contemplating, well, could he make an eagle here? And instead he makes a freaking six. It was perfect. He so made a six. It was the full six. range of emotions for me on the back nine. Jordan Spieth rolls in the birdie at 13. People are just starting to linger after the baby shower. Most people have kind of headed out. Families are still lingering. So I'm watching Spieth. He hits the birdie on 13. I'm feeling pretty good. And then heartbreak strikes as he takes nine strokes to play the final two holes. <laughs> Tom Hoagie <laughs> catches absolute fire i did tell y'all this yesterday though if anybody was gonna beat me and beat speed yesterday i wanted it to be hoagie because i'm i just respect a grinder man let me read off this stat that kyle porter tweeted out late last night or this morning to, to illustrate how long and how much of a grinder tom hoagie's been in his career this is his official world golf ranking at the end of the last 11 seasons on the pga tour going back to starting 11 years ago 803, 792, 628, 518, 262, 399, 394, 266, 140, 106, 110, and he's currently 39th in the world. And that, to me, you know, that's not nearly as sexy as doing what Matt Wolf did, coming out and winning your third start on the tour. That's not near as sexy as some of these young guys who come out and light it up. But there's something to be said for a guy who, for more than a decade, goes to work every day, knowing that he might not have a job tomorrow. And it was really impressive what he did on that back nine yesterday. And, I mean, for him to go through all that, what would you say, that was 11 years, Colby? 11 years, and he never finished a season inside the top 100 until now he's 39th, so he should be safely inside that mark for this year. Would you have thought that someone went through all that would have played as rock solid as he did on the back nine? Four birdies, no bogeys. Do you hear what Steve and, and he, said? And he could have birdied 18 if he had played it more aggressively. He just played it simple because he yeah, knew he played that it part. For par. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear what Spieth said? Quite a while back, okay, he said that th this is about to be a story about Tom Hoagie in contention, okay? So he said, it, it, the conversation with Jordan Spieth outside the fitness center at the Sony Open ended because Tom Hoagie was walking into the interview room and Spieth basically said, let me tell you something about that guy. And he said, Tom Hoagie, when he gets in contention, he will not back down. 
Now, they had never played golf together before, and this story gets back to Tom Hoagie, and Tom Hoagie's like, I don't really know, you know, how he knows that I wouldn't back down. <laughs> We've never played golf uh, in our life. The only connection that I have with Jordan Spieth is that I taught him how to play craps. So two weeks later in Mexico, Spieth was reminded of the conversation in Hawaii. Hawaii, right? Hawaii, very and, nice. And said, uh, and the guy said, ask Jordan Spieth, uh, how do you know what to expect from Hoagie if you had never played with him? And he goes, because because he taught me how to play craps. <laughs> <laughs> that is a life lesson that That's we all beautiful. need to learn. That's There's beautiful. so many ways to play craps. But, but you're right, Taylor. He was the only one. I mean, Jordan, leaking oil down the stretch. Cantlay, leaking oil on the back nine. Mitchell's choking. Merritt's choking. Everybody is falling off the leaderboard. Everybody's making bogeys. And... Tom Hokey is just stripe show right down the middle. Everybody's talking about the putt on 17. What about the putt on 14? A hole that most guys were making par on because it was playing uphill into the wind. I mean, he birdies 14. He comes out, plays 15 rock solid, nearly makes birdie there. And then he birdies 16 on a near hole out. Birdies 17, and at that point, the tournament was won. All you got to do is not hit it in the ocean. I mean, that's pretty easy whenever you can just make it a three-shotter and, and play it simple. Gained over three shots in the fourth round, strokes gained approach. And Tom Hoagie's best finish in a major had ever been that he had ever had was tied for 46th. Uh, he hadn't won on tour ever and hadn't won since 2011, period. You know, and yesterday he chases down Jordan Speeth and just looks as rock solid as can be at Pebble Beach of all places. What a baller. So, so Pebble is, it's kind of been the place. Where a little bit more of a no-name. I mean, he's a top 50 player in the world now, but not a lot of people who aren't golf nuts know who Tom Hoagie is. It's kind of been a place where a guy like that... Who is Tom can, Hoagie, by the way? ...can stare down... <laughs> what is Tom Hoagie? ...a megastar. <laughs> what is Tom so, Hoagie? So, <laughs> you remember a few years ago, Dustin Johnson was trying to win the AT&T Pebble Beach, and Ted Potter Jr. slammed the door and said, absolutely not, DJ. <laughs> Like, I don't know what it is about Pebble. I mean, it's just a short course, small greens. You just get a feel on the Sunday. But we've seen a couple of times where a relative no-name has stared down a megastar on the back nine at Pebble on Sunday. I mean, not a no-name, but first ever major win, Gary Woodland slammed the door. Yeah, yeah, slammed the door on Justin Rose and Brooks Kepka, who yeah. was going for three U.S. Opens in a row. So here's Tiger Woods. Y'all referencing this audio. Here's Tiger Woods a few years back. Uh, he was being asked about... A Tom Hokey, whatever that might be. Oh, and of course the audio is not working. All right, we're, we'll get the audio for you later in the show. We'll get the audio for you later in the show. Go I ahead, got, I got a Tom, Tom Hokey stat for you guys. All right, so going back to, he actually doubled the fifth hole, the, the whopping 150-yard par three that everyone was having having issues with. So, reading off, so... Real, real quick, did he duff his tee shot on that hole? Pretty close. I mean, when you got a nine iron in, you hit it twenty yards short. I mean, you might have missed club. You might have pulled the old our buddy Tim Steele, who you might you think you're grabbing a seven iron, you grab a gap wedge and <laughs> run the pond. So he might have done that. But going back on sixth hole, he had a two footer for birdie, made that. On uh, seven, he had a nine footer for birdie. Uh, on eight, he actually three putted from about thirty, or he was a little bit off the green, but he was only twenty seven feet. Nine, he was twenty two feet from the hole. Then on the back nine, guys, he's fourteen feet on ten. He's Eight feet on 11. He is approximately 16 feet on 12. Uh, 10 feet on 13. And so I just keep on going here. 17 feet on 14. He's 14 feet on 15. It's And he almost hold down 16. They made the 20-something footer on 17. You mentioned three-point approach, but if he hadn't had that one shot on five, he might have gained five strokes approach. I mean, he didn't have anything longer than, thir than 27 feet his last six or last 14 holes. Yeah. That's the whole deal about pebble. You have to either hit it close or leave it below holes. the hole. I mean, Speed talks about it all the time, and I think that's why he has success on this course because there's certain places you have to miss at Pebble Beach. And, you know, Speed does it. He played great this week, except for the last few holes. And Tom Hoagie, I mean, he was just a stripe show from the middle of the fairway. Yeah, it's interesting you say where you leave it is so important because it's like Hoagie on 15, he was still one back of Jordan, and he hit an approach shot, and he hit to like 12 feet. But it was directly behind the hole, just above the hole, downhill, slider, speed demon putt. And even the guys on the broadcast were like, man, it's a pretty good shot there from Hoagie inside 15 feet, but that putt's going to be brutal. Yep. And it's like, that's a really good shot. It was a pitching wedge from 108 yards. Like, the wind was blowing. It was chilly. It gets chilly on the Monterey Peninsula. He hits it to 12 feet, and they're like, ah, that's a good shot, but that's probably not going in. 
you have to leave it in the right spots. And that's why when Jordan hit that bunker shot on 17, I mean, it was a good bunker shot. It lands near the hole. It spins. He's got five feet. But, I mean, you knew from watching the previous groups coming through, that's a tough downhill putt. I mean, you just have to pair line and speed perfectly, and you hit it right through the speed. Or you hit it right through the break, pardon me. you guys want to get into speed a little bit? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Yeah, I, and I just want to add on to that point. You know, not only is it because the downhill's so steep, but it's it's Poa Green. So you're playing late Sunday afternoon yeah. when you've had so many. Not only just pros playing it, but you've had amateurs out there yeah. playing too, stepping on the greens led, around led, the hole. Lead-footed amateurs. Oh, I, I, saw, I saw so many amateurs put their foot down like three inches from the hole. Like oh. all week, it was like. Oh, oh, yes. Picking up the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, I think, that is a bigger testament to being make sure you're uphill because when you're downhill you have to hit it so soft you're literally playing plinko literally Steve yeah. probably thinks that's why his putt didn't go in on 11 he probably told michael that uh anyways <laughs> i'm i am sick and tired of I watching flushed it, michael michael i flushed it I, i'm sick and tired of listening to it, it, it <laughs> it's so annoying to me it, it is extremely annoying last year was fun watching spieth come back and it was good to have him in contention in tournaments again I am back on the I can't stand listening to Jordan Speed bandwagon. I like watching Jordan Speed. I don't like listening to Jordan Speed. He will tell you every single thing that he thinks he wants you to know on the broadcast. And that shot on 17, if he hit that shot exactly how he wanted to, then there's no reason why he should have hit an eight iron because Bo Hostler drew it with the win with an eight iron. Perfect distance, right? Yeah, he missed clubbed. He missed club. He, missed I, club. I, you, he faded it up into the wind, and that's why it came up short. No, Jordan, if it is one yard left, it's not going to be kick onto the green. It's going to be in the rough, or it's going to hit the rough and go back into the bunker. Jordan Speeth, I am sick of sick and tired of listening to. It's so annoying to me. I, I told Kobe this before you got here, Sam. It's we, we're just talking about all these guys that were nervous coming down the stretch, and I think one of the ultimate testaments to if you're nervous is. You feel like you're hitting good shots, and they go nowhere where you think they were. Like on 18, when he was underneath that tree, oh, oh I thought God. I flushed it. You hit a half an inch behind the ball about, and on the heel, it, and it how, went. How about the camera angle, too? Yeah, how about him saying, oh, there must have been a rock or something. And <laughs> little did he know was there, there was a slow-motion Conica Minolta like swing vision right on the freaking ball. I mean, he was he was 250 <laughs> out. He was 250 out, and he still had... 100 in for his third? What 120 in for his third? What it did was, that hit, Michael? I, I think he did flush it on 17. It hit, it hit the heel of your club, and I, he almost shanked it. I think he did flush it on 17. I think he just missed club because it think? needed to carry five more yards. It didn't need to carry another yard. It needed to think, carry five more. You think Jordan Spieth and Michael Greller go to McDonald's, and he's like, he gets the bag back, and it's not exactly, and he's like, Michael, I swear I ordered it correctly. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael, I had the perfect order. So I you know what I learned? number one with minis. <laughs> I swear I said mayonnaise. <laughs> you know what I learned yesterday? So, you, you can ask Tyler. When we first started this podcast, I was beating the drum on Spieth is annoying. Spieth needs to shut up. I was beating the drum on it. You know what I learned yesterday? It's so much more annoying if you didn't pick him that week. Yes, it you, is. If so you, much If worse. you picked him that week, I mean, I'm sitting there yesterday and I'm watching it. And on 17, he flushes it and goes in the bunker. And he's talking about it. And I'm sitting there in my living room, and I'm like, he did flush it. This is crap. Yeah. A gust from the gods. <laughs> <laughs> he got a gust from the gods. It's it's not near as annoying if you picked him. But, yes, when you don't pick him, it's like, you know oh, my else, God. You know what else is annoying when you don't pick speed is when he blasts it, like, on 15, way right. You know, oh has to lay up and then somehow makes par and still in the tournament. Also, can we talk about the fact that he's still alive? And he didn't fall 68 feet to his death trying to save himself one Michael, single shot the, on that Saturday? That was the scariest shot of my life, Michael. <laughs> Gosh dang it, Sam. 68 I, I, feet. I, I have to say this about Michael. To, to 2019 U.S. Open, that's where the clip was of, of Spieth basically ripping Michael, saying, uh-huh. yeah, you gave me wrong yardage, Michael. I hit it in the water, then I hit it over the green. And Michael gives him another yardage or whatever, and he hits it too. It's like... Can we get a yardage book here for these guys? Do we need to let them know, hey, you can hit it about 230 off the tee. That's it. But <laughs> I, I want to say something about and this is another thing about the Golf Channel coverage because we didn't have those idiots on who I protested, so I was listening to a little bit of it. I heard – so it's a, it's officially a 68-foot cliff. Yeah. I, heard the, I heard different people on the Golf Channel say 75-foot cliff – 80-foot cliff? I even heard one person say 90-foot okay. cliff. Is, is it a 180-foot cliff by tomorrow? Number Gosh, one it. is it's not a cliff. Like, it doesn't drop straight off. Like, if he fell off, he wasn't falling straight to his death. 
He would have rolled, though. Uh, I mean, it's not like straight down, but he'd have been bouncing off rocks on his way to the bottom. Either way, either way, I think that Speed played it up a little bit. Like Speed even said after the round, you know, he said if my if I thought my life was in danger, I probably wouldn't have hit the shot. I mean, if but you, then right after the shot, he has to play it up. Michael, oh my gosh, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> it looked pretty scary to me. Dude, like, he was look. I'm he not saying it wasn't scary. I'm not saying that. And he hit a great shot for I, the I mean, situation. Look, I'm not saying if he tries it a hundred times, he falls over fifty. Like you're probably not going to fall over there. You're just not going to want a Gary player step through on that. No, it's still <laughs> super scary, man. <laughs> what if he did? Just like, <laughs> I, 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 legit question though. If he did fall, what would the TV coverage have done? Would they have shown it? Oh, dude, I have no idea. I don't know, but here's the deal. is The PGA Tour paid Anthony Kim a bunch of money for a thumb injury. Imagine what they would have had to pay Jordan Spieth for falling off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, I just... <laughs> oh, my God. I, and I, uh, Spieth brought up the point of Saudi that. Almost, Saudi almost took over the PGA Tour on one shot. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so they mentioned, I can't remember how long ago it was, back when they had carts out there, someone drove a cart over the cliff yeah. on that hole. How do mowers not run into the ocean, like, all the time? They have to, like, weed eat from, like, five yards off, don't they? Like, you can't just, oh, be, to, you can't yeah. just be riding a mower on, along that cliff. la dee da 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 And then just no, turn. No way. Wait, did the people die that drove off the cliff in the golf cart? I have cart? no idea. I believe so, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how. Yeah. I mean, if you lived to tell that tale, that would be pretty impressive. Okay, one interesting thing about Pebble Beach, real quick, was I, I saw a bunch of old pictures of Pebble Beach on Twitter this week. And... I'm not really in favor of a lot of courses restoring back to what they used to be just because I think that back what they used to be like wasn't as good, right? Like <laughs> back when they were playing the against the sheep. They didn't have the technology. But if you look at the pictures of Pebble, what it used to be, and the actual beaches around the greens, it looked sick. So I think they should restore Pebble Beach. I agree. Uh, and here, here's a hot take for you guys. And let me unpack this for a second because I want to make sure it comes off as clear as I possibly can. I went through, and I'm trying to think. I, I analyzed every tournament the PJ Tour had. So I'm trying to think, you know, what are ways that we could improve the Pebble Beach tournament? And I look at it because we've had – like I saw something about Peter Jacobson said that the, he was basically ripping the players that went to Saudi to play instead of playing Pebble Beach. Mm-hmm. And I go through, and I'm looking off the list, and I try to take everything into consideration. I took, uh, you know – Play, the strength of field, obviously, the biggest thing. The Even the course you're playing as far as the time of year, what tournaments are before and after it. And I'm doing a little bit of analyzing, guys. I think the AT&T Pebble Beach professional tournament, not necessarily the pro-am part, but the actual tournament, may be the worst tournament on the tour. At least before the tour championship, I think it is. It's Pebble Beach deserves a better tournament. Pebble Beach, the golf yeah. course, deserves a better tournament than this one. And, you know, I, one of the things that, uh, you know, I was looking up and I had forgot about this until I did. You know this tournament, one of the courses they used to play was Cypress up until 1990? I did not know that. No wonder everyone else went and played it back then. Yeah. Because you're playing a top five course that no one can play. Yeah. Now you're playing Spyglass, which no one shows. I saw like six shots all week, and I literally watched almost every hour well, of the Why cover. do they show Monterey instead of Spyglass? Must be easier to get crews out there. It That's has a, to be, but Because there's a lot of I mean, trees on Cypress. A there lot of are. Tree. There are. Now, but, it, another thing you have to remember is Clint Eastwood is the chairman of the board, and... He, I mean, he's 90, so he's not coming up with any new ideas anytime soon. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. You're definitely stuck in your own way. So I just, you know, like the only tournaments that I could think that were close to it are, you, they're either after the Tour Championship, which I consider as part of, it's still part of the season, but it's kind of off season. And then the other tournaments are the week before majors or off-field off events, which you always get a pass on those. The only other tournament I thought was close was uh, YLI, the Sony Open, but I mean, in, in that case, you'd probably give it to Pebble just because Pebble's a lot better course. Do you think but that there's any chance that they could just give Pebble another tournament? I mean, no, I don't think they'll. I don't think they would play two there. And this is such a, a staple, and everybody loves. You know, everybody out there, I'm sure, loves the pro am aspect and the celebrities well, because and, you're only playing half a tournament right now at Pebble Beach. Oh yeah, and, and, and you know, I looked this up, guys. So you know, my dad asked me how much did it cost for these, uh, you know, like Bill Murray and all these people to play in the pro am, and. The the number I saw was they said a little bit less than forty k a person. Uh, yeah, I thought it was forty k was yeah. my understanding. So 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 even if it's a little less, I did the math on it. If if it's thirty five k a person with a full field, that's five million dollars. Boys, we yeah. forgot we forgot that's a bunch to, of money. That's what that's what it's about. It's a bunch of money. We and that's, bar- that's charity money, right? I sh- it better be. I, I'm almost certain it is. Yeah, we we, we kind of buried the lead. Taylor Moore 
and Taylor Moore. Kyle Adams win the Pro-Am. Yeah. Dude, that's so bad. Shout out Taylor Moore, T-Money, winning the Pro-Am. I wonder what kind of hardware they get for that. Probably something I, I think, pretty sweet. I think they get a, a trophy that's pretty similar to the one that, you know, the crystal yeah. that kind of looks like a flower, big flower vase on it. Do so, they each get one, or do they, they have, have to, to share it? You would have to give two, wouldn't yeah, you? Give two. I mean, it's either that or you just mail it back and forth every year on January 1st. Just and, alternate. And, 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 and shout Could out you T- imagine the Calcutta if they did that? Oh, <laughs> They might do one. Do they? A little, There's little, no way they do black a Calcutta. Market Calcutta. We need to get Timor on. There's dude, no way they do a Calcutta. Dude, he, and, you know, I want to shout out Timor here, too. I mean, he finished T16 this week yeah. as well. So, you know, not only is that, but that's, I believe, his second highest finish on the tour besides the RSM. So, probably, our, probably our man's, biggest check he's made, too. Our man's starting to show some form. Yeah, so T6, just watch yeah. out. Pretty good purse for uh, for Pebble. Hundred, uh, pardon me, one point five six six million to Hoagie in first. Definitely the biggest check of Tom Hoagie's career. Uh, shout out to him. That's that's a, a life changing win. A truly life changing win for Tom Hoagie. Gets to set a schedule now. Top fifty. Uh, going to the Masters. Playing all the majors. Good for Tom Hoagie. Spieth was just a shade under a million nine hundred forty eight thousand. Bo Hostler six hundred thousand. So what that means is there was about one hundred seventy thousand dollar difference for me in the one and done from Hostler three-putting the 18th. Also, had he made birdie, it would have ended up being that 348,000 difference. Oh, my God. It's just the margin's that thin. It really is. That's why I love the one and done. I wouldn't have given two Fs of if what Bo Hostler did on 18, unless I was doing the one and done. Or, hey, or By the yeah, way, Golf the Channel, nice coverage on Bo Hostler, by the way. Because they showed every bit of it, and I was getting pissed. I almost <laughs> broke my TV. Honestly, it was, like I said, it was the full range of emotions. I was so disappointed when Jordan lost because obviously I wanted him to win for one and done purposes, but I was, I was happy for him. I had a nice little jinx on Speed yesterday, though. You did. You threw it out on the Twitter. Speed winning. It worked very, <laughs> very well. Because that is right when he went right down. Right on 13. <laughs> right after jinx. that birdie. By the way, can I just say, shout out to the 36 chumps in our one and done pool who had Jason Day this week with his T24. And, sh- and an even bigger shout out to the 25 chumps who took Maverick McNeely, who finished T33 I, after being five over through five I, I on Thursday. Up, five I under count, through five. I count it as a victory. I mean, I picked Jason Day and he finishes the tournament. You know, I, I'm fine. <laughs> that is a big accomplishment. I, I tell you what, who would have guessed it? I only told y'all on freaking Sunday of last week, Jason Day is going to be by far the most picked in the pool. He's not going to finish top 30. I was wrong because he finished 24th. whoop de doo And Sam has the most picked. Will Zalatoris finishes second along with Spieth, who was like fourth most picked. So the heavens just go against whoever the hell I pick every single week. If he would have shot even yesterday, which isn't very good at Pebble Beach, he'd have hey, made an extra 90K. Hey, Colby, Colby is happy right now, yes. but he's not going to be happy when we both pick Spieth at Augusta and he wins. I'm definitely picking oh, Spieth at Augusta. He is not winning at Augusta. <laughs> I, he is oh, not no, winning at Augusta. Man wagon, okay. I, I, no, 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 I'm not off the bit. He might win this week in Phoenix, but he ain't winning at Augusta. I might I, pick him I, this week, I'm too. A, I'll make a... I don't know if I want to do Canes. I'll do a smaller bet with you. I'll do... I bet he makes more money at Augusta than he did this week. Um, I need to go actually, in and look at the purse at Augusta. Dude, he has to finish... Better than third. If he finishes solo third, he won't make that. Much. Are you sure the purse? I thought he could finish like top five and still make. No, not no, over a hundred. No, no, the purse is bigger. This I was thinking eight hundred k, nine fifty. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out what we want to put on because we've already got a couple canes bets hey, out. So let's figure T-Dub, out what else I, we want to put. Should on I it. pick speed next week or wait till Augusta? <laughs> Speed might win this well run, week. You might as well run him out. Why he, not? He shot a 61 here last year. He's on form. Well, that's what I'm saying is last year it was like kind of the same situation, right? And I'm Except telling you. opposite because he played well at the waste management and then obviously Pebble played well. Also, I got to give myself some credit here because I, I, I'm a really nice guy. I knew my man Sam was working on Wednesday night. The news of Daniel Berger withdrawing hit so late, I figured he wasn't going to be able to see it because he was covering the Thunder game, so I had to send a text. And then our man Colby tries to lead him off and say that, no, Taylor's just bullshitting with you. No, he's still playing. So then got my man Sam stressing out I texted you guys back. I said, F you, just tell me if it's if Burger's out or not. <laughs> I was just trying to be a good friend, and Chloe just had to I be. I was trying to be the exact opposite. I didn't know which one of you guys was bullshitting me. <laughs> it was definitely Taylor. No, it was definitely me. It was I, definitely me. And, but also – can we say that also probably made this tournament a little worse because the field was worse. Two of the best four players in the field, WD. Yeah. I mean, Zalatoris and Berger were both in the field on Monday. Jason. And they were both out of the field on Wednesday. So, yeah, but, I mean, that doesn't help. I mean, but, you know, it's one of those things where it's like Berger's in the field this week, right? So it's, you know, di- how much was he actually hurt and how much could he have actually gone through it? You know what I'm saying? Like, like at what line I mean, you don't do think you just... he wanted to defend, though? Defending champ? I do, but I'm going to say that 
maybe I'm just saying. Maybe, I don't think him or Zalatoris both would have withdrawn if they wouldn't have had to play with six hour rounds. Well, Zalatoris would have had to. He, I don't he know. was COVID nineteen positive. Burgers sounds like an injury to, to me. Burger, Burger DC was a back. Yeah, hey. back. He, so he let's said talk on injuries. Wednesday. Let's talk injuries, shall we? Bryson WDs last week after the first round in the Saudi. By the way, shout out to appearance fees as opposed to finishing fees because you know he collected that appearance fee. Oh yeah, that's why and he played Thursday. That's why he played Thursday because I mean we knew he was hurting. And Tiger did the same thing uh-huh. in 2014. Yep, go get your appearance fee, play 18 holes, call it a week. Uh, he did let everybody know because there were a lot of people speculating about his injuries, speed training, all this stuff. He said he slipped and fell, left hip, left wrist. That story tracks to me because you slip and fall, what do you do? You land on your hip, you brace yourself with your hand, left hip, left wrist, that, oh, that when tracks it's, to when me. When it's Bryson, it, it, it all adds up. But when it's Dustin Johnson, oh, he's out here, you know, cheating on his wife. Well, and all Dustin's his, got a little bit of a Cheating on other people's wives. Or whatever. You know, this, Dustin's got a reputation. That's the point I want to make about Bryson, right? It's, okay, let's say you're a you're 50-year-old and you have knee issues. Like, you ran every day of your life before that, and then all of a sudden you slip once in, in the kitchen. Is the fault your knees messed up because you slipped in the kitchen or because you tore them up for 50 years? And that's kind of what I feel like with Bryson here. It's like, yes, did it probably hurt because he fell? Yes. But whenever you're working out that hard to put your muscles strain, and you might not be able to handle stuff like that as well. Yeah, I, I just I want to be careful not to just assume that anytime Bryson has an injury, it's because of the speed training. Because, I mean... Fred Couples dealt with back problems his whole career. Fred Couples wasn't chasing speed. He's got the smoothest swing in the history of golf. Burger but, deals with injury problems. We, we not just gloss Kepka, over though. how hilarious it would be to watch Bryce and DeChambeau just slip and fall randomly in his own kitchen? <laughs> what the? I mean, that's a hilarious visual. <laughs> My man just because he's a big guy or what? <laughs> Dude, just as Bryson just... Oh, man, I fell. <laughs> Falling and I can't get up. He's <laughs> a lifeline necklace thing. Your uh, tour pro impressions today are spot on. <laughs> Michael, I swear I said mayonnaise. <laughs> Michael, I swear. Michael, get call nine one one. Get Bryson some help. <laughs> I was trying to play crafts with Tom Hoagie. You want to take a break? I don't know. We're on a roll, dude. Then we'll come back and talk about our man HV three. <laughs> Epic walk off in Saudi. Let's do that. That was we my favorite Eugenio, quote of the week. Eugenio Chikara. Yeah, all that. All that coming up next. Stay with us here. The award winning seventy third hole. The official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Michael. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at McRaeRoofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y Roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today. Welcome back. Rolling along here on the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. One year anniversary of partnering up with Golf Oklahoma. And Sam Humphrey's joining us here on the pod. We referenced this earlier. We had some technical difficulties, but now we have it. This is Tiger Woods a few years ago when asked about this week's Pebble winner, Tom Hoagie. Tiger, this is probably unfair, but have you ever heard of Tom Hoagie? Do you know who it is? Would you recognize him? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> what is it? Or him, or what? I don't know. The guy you're p- tied with. No, I, I don't know. I, I've never met him, never seen him. Um, don't know anything about <laughs> I will say this. I didn't realize this until I said it. The reporter asked, do you know who it is? Like, he didn't say him. He didn't say who he is. He said it. And it made for a hilarious quote <laughs> from Tiger. Perfect. perfect setup. Well, also, also because his last name is Hoagie, which is a he role. Might be a sandwich. By the way... It's like Jersey Mike, Tom last Hoagie. Year, <laughs> last year, a burger won this tournament, and this year, a Hoagie won this tournament. Wow. 
We're gonna next year. I'm picking somebody with a food name. Who has a good? Food I, who name? else has a food name? I don't know. Let's just let's look at the leaderboard real quick because this is the content people want. Well, you want to know who up. has a good food name so that we can pick them next year? That's Jonathan wrong. Bird. Bird. Jonathan Bird. Yeah. Everybody enjoys some good bird from now and then. A chicken is a bird. Boom. There we go. By the way, Seamus Power. We want to talk about choke jobs. 74 at Monterey on Saturday. 16 and under Patrick Cantlay. Patrick Cantlay, too. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, Cantlay still, though, walks away with a T4. Seamus Power set the 36-hole scoring record and barely top 10. Data Golf after uh, Friday had him at a 54% chance to win. God. Also, next year at Pebble, ninth. Yeah. I'm picking Austin Cook. Austin Cook? Ooh, okay. That's a good one. It's a good chef name. What about Lanto Griffin? Griffin. Griffin, yeah. A little, little Harry Potter action? Yeah. What is Griffin? Uh, it's, it's, a a bird. Mi- it's a mythical bird. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have you seen Harry Potter? No, you haven't, no. have you? Yeah. No way. Mythical and for bird. anyone who has, it's what they fly in the third one. Okay, by the way, so leading into Saudi, Tom Hoagie had one of the greatest quotes of all time. He said, I haven't won in so long, I forgot how to celebrate. And then, you know, on the other side of the pond in Saudi, we had maybe the best ending to a golf tournament, maybe, that I've ever seen. Is there going to be a better celebration? And a celebration. All year. Because you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, I think it was five years ago, when Speed holed out from the bunker at the Travelers in the playoff, and he threw the club down, and him and Greller fit, like, jumped up and chest bumped. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. And Varner was so stoic. He was so just, like, focused on that putt. He didn't move. I thought the video froze, the one where you can just see him the whole time because he's just standing perfectly still. And then it grows in, goes in, he slams the putter down. The caddy, caddy jumps into his arms. <laughs> I mean, it was electric. And it got him into the top 50 in the world. Shout out Tom Hoagie and Harold Varner both winning to get in the top 50. How big That's time, big time. How big time would it be if he stays in the top 50 by April and is able to be an African-American playing at Augusta? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll say this about uh, about Varner's putt is that it's not like a lot of the like ninety foot putts that you see where they just crash crash into the flagstick and drop down. This was dead weight, like just super, perfect. Like you could you couldn't have hit a better putt. It, 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 it wasn't possible. If it wouldn't have gone in the hole, if it had been two inches left or right, it would have stopped on the lip, dead weight. And and also this was a ninety footer up and over a pretty big ridge through five feet of fringe with about a twenty mile an hour left to right crosswind blowing off that water. I mean it was these were some conditions. And shout out Bubba Watson by the way, so cool, so cool. Immediately starts running to the green to give him a hug. Bubba eagled eighteen too. That gets lost in the, in yeah. the mix too. Yeah. He made about a twenty footer. I will say and, this and, too. Uh, Varner birdied seventeen. Yeah, he did. And. You know, it was very up and down because Varner doubled 14 and then bogeyed 16, too. So, it was like, for the second, it was like, here, I don't want this. And Varner said, nope, I made a mistake. I'll go ahead and take this. Varner, I will say, did get a little bit lucky on, on his tee shot because he was he was about three yards from being in the desert. And he rolled basically on the cart path and was able to get in a little bit of rough, giving him in position to make the Eagles. So, just kind of like, uh, it's one of the reasons why I thought Spieth was going to win because on 15, he hits it through the tree and it ends up short of the green. You just need breaks like that to win tournaments. And Varner was able to capitalize. They damn sure don't hand out Eagles. You know, from 97 right. feet, you know, you got to earn them. So. <laughs> yeah, 92 feet for HB3. And, I mean, when you talk about likable guys, oh, I mean, Harold Varner's just a likable guy. I don't know if y'all ever went back and listened to the uh, podcast that he did with Mike McGraw. Uh-huh. McGraw had him on, and he was, I mean, he was awesome. He talking was so about his, his son on the way and his family. It's just, he's just a likable guy. And to see him get that big win, only a second professional win, first in six years. What would you say? It was like the Australian Masters or the Australian? I think it was Australian Open 2016. They only had a strength Open. of field of like 80-something. So this is by far. By big far, time. Yeah. Much bigger. Big time. And TG had a lot of good things to say about him as well. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Just a well-liked guy. Yeah. And that's probably, I mean, Bubba comes running to congratulate him. People like Harold Varner III, and I think everybody knows how close he's been. I mean, how many times has he been on the cusp of winning a tour event, and then he makes a bogey on 14 on Sunday, and then he just kind of limps to the house, and he just can't get... Riviera, whenever he's tied for the lead, tops the three-wood off the 10th tee. The, 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 his shot, his top off 10 is the same place our first episode was. It's in the ether. We don't know it exists. Because yeah, we never no saw video. it. There's no video. We didn't see it. Nobody had a cell phone camera. CBS wasn't there. NBC wasn't there. No Golf Channel. No ESPN. I, I no got, USA. No TNT. I got two questions for you guys about Varner. The first one is that, did y'all realize he's only 31 years old? I, thought I did he, not. I thought he was like 35, 36. I think it might be the hair. He's kind of balding. He has Maybe. the tiger going on a little bit. It's Honestly, like Scott Van Pelt says, you got to go home. I think, <laughs> whatever, whatever. I think part of it is I listened to that podcast with him, McGraw, and I've listened to some other just interviews after tournaments and stuff. He sounds old. 
he's very like very mature and wise yep. in the way he speaks. He speaks very deliberately. So to me, I think I just I've listened to him talk a lot, and I he just sounds older than thirty one. And you think about all these guys that like the Jimmy Walker, Jason Kokrak guys that come to mind who aren't world beaters by any stretch when they're in their twenties, but get in their thirties and they light it up. And so Varner's got a lot of ground in front of him. My next question for you guys, like I think. Keegan Bradley, Varner, and I think Ryan Palmer are the only people I can think of. Shoe game? Why does why is Jordan not more in the shoe game with golfers? I don't know. I don't know. Because the the HV three shoe game is elite. He's got all of them. Oh yeah. So that was the other that was the other half of the Taylor Gooch bet. Yeah. So explain the Taylor Gooch bet to people who aren't listening last the, year. The Taylor Gooch bet was uh whether the Portland Trailblazers made the playoffs last year. Uh yep. And if I lost, I had to give Taylor Gooch or buy Taylor Gooch a brand new Damian Lillard jersey, which I did. And then uh, the other half was I said, you have to get HV3 to give me some Jordan golf shoes. Oh, man. That would have been such a better payoff on your end yeah. of that bet. Oh, I know. Shame on Dame. You know, I've. Shame through, on Dame. Through friends of friends that I know, I've knew a friend of a friend knew a Jordan rep or a, something like that. And he says he can't even get the golf shoes. That's yeah. how rare they are. Yeah. It's like, I don't. I got, isn't here. I'm gonna pull it up on eBay. I want to know how much a pair. Of Maybe Jordan for. Brand doesn't. Well, there's some want their shoes all over. Well, you I know, mean, that's kind of how they always have been. Kind of supply and demand. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like kind of, you know, what's the right way to put it? But, but it's like it's not like they're running top ten right. guys in the world out in Jordans. I mean, we've got HV three who now gets a big win. Rocco but Keegan Mediate. Bradley, Ryan Palmer, <laughs> like we're not running out. You know, John Rahm and Colin Morikawa and Jordan. Perez wears them, I know. Here's yeah. a spikeless golf shoe for only 160 bucks. Right, That's but I think that it's just like there's normal four, Jordans. You can get nor- normal Jordans for yeah. pretty cheap, but then there's elite Jordans. Like right, the, yeah. Just know, the more rare the, ones. Yeah. The ones that are right. rare are tougher to get. Real quick, I'm going to give a call to Matt Mabry. He has a great story about Harold Varner III. Okay. And I'm going to see if he answers, and if he doesn't, then we'll just pause it and continue. All right, let's just call him live on the air. Let's do it. Hello. Mabes, you're on the air. We have a question. On the air? On the air. What's up? (laughs) Happy Monday morning. Pressure's on. Happy Monday. I'm out walking my dog right now. What are we doing? What kind of dog is it? That's the important question. His name is Ernie. He's a yellow lab. Oh, love it. Beautiful. Love Ernie. All right, Sam, fire away. Hey, I remember you telling me a great story about Harold Varner III. Uh, Can you share that with the people? Oh man, I, which one was it? I think it. Was, <laughs> uh, I think it was about him in a parking lot or something like that. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I got to do the family the family friendly version, I guess. <laughs> just tone it down a little bit, not all the way, just a little bit. Uh, so my my Monday qualified into the Zurich, and on the PGA Tour, everyone leaves their bags at the golf course, and. uh I was walking out of the parking lot with my bag, and he was like, yo, Mabes, you know you can leave that here? And I was like, dude, I know, but, like, people are going to steal my stuff. I was just trusting <laughs> but That was because the other tournament I'm running into was at Wichita, and there was a uh, rumor about people, like, getting their stuff broken into, people had clubs missing and stuff. So I've never trusted leaving my clubs at the course, so. So yeah, he gave me gave me a bunch of crap for taking my clubs with me. <laughs> I thought there was something that had to do with like you guys were parking or you were trying to park like back up and reverse. Oh no, no, that oh, wasn't it. <laughs> what other Harold Varner stuff you got? I don't have any cool Harold Varner stories, man. He was a, that guy was awesome. <laughs> good, good guy though. That's the, the gist of it. Oh man, yeah, everybody loves Harold. We're talking about his walk off. Is that uh, the best celebration in golf we'll see all year? The ninety-two footer yesterday. Hundred percent. Yeah, pretty epic. That was that was amazing. Pretty epic. All right, put Ernie on before we let you go. We need to talk to Ernie. <laughs> Ernie, say hi. Uh, Ernie was named after Ernie Els. Okay, so oh, beautiful, <laughs> silky smooth swing, just like smooky smooth uh, yellow lab. Yeah, absolutely perfect. All, All right, babes. You're the man. Like to, like to get in fights on airplanes, too. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Oh All right, Mavs. Enjoy your walk. See you, Ernie. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Ernie. As Sam hangs up on him as he's coming through. That was anticlimactic. Yeah. That was a good story. 
Whatever. That's a good story. Arrow HV3 is just trying to be helpful. Yeah. Down, down the Zerk. Maybe you can leave your clubs you here. You can leave your clubs here, Mabes. <laughs> it, it, was worth, it was worth getting here from Ernie. World-class guy. It was. It was worth finding out that Mabes' dog is named after Ernie Els. I think I just, like, mixed two stories together in my head. Probably. That happens. Because now I think that I'm thinking of the actual story that I was thinking about, and it had nothing to do with Harold Varner. <laughs> Who did it have to do with? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? No. I'm... Oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. All right, well, uh, Ernie. Ernie the dog. I wonder if there's a tiger the dog out there somewhere. Ernie could finish second in a dog race or something like that. By the way, wasn't Ernie the only guy who beat Tiger in any round in 2000 at the U.S. Open? Didn't Ernie beat him in the third round? I think it was the only round that Tiger How high Ernie else? Ooh. I'm going to say two. I'm going to say two as well. I was going to say it has to be two because he never got to one, but had to have gotten to two, surely. You think he got to two? I, bet I he, think I he, bet got he, to he had to have at some point. Here we Big go. Big earn. How high? Best OWGR position. One. He got to number one in the world. Apparently. When? Uh, would have been. Uh, um, oh, June uh, ninety-seven. Yep. For nine weeks. That's right, because he won the uh, he won the U.S. Open that year. Okay. Shout out to Ernie, man. Shout wow. out, shout out, Mabes having a dog named Ernie, so we could go to the How High machine. I mean, and we all three got it wrong. Shame <laughs> on us for not knowing Ernie was number one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is. How many swings in golf are better than Ernie's? Like two? If Very that. few. Very. I mean, prime Rory. Prime Tiger. Prime Tiger. I mean, that's... Freddie Couples. Louis, maybe. Yeah, maybe, but, but I don't know, man. Ernie was... Because Ernie's a big dude, and he just is so silky smooth, but still powerful. It's like Ernie and Freddie had the same tempo, but Ernie had better positions. I, mean, I knew Ernie was a pretty big guy, but even seeing him last year up close at Southern, it's like... Ernie's a pretty big guy. What hole was it? I think it was number 12, Taylor, yeah. where he hooked it over in the trees left, and you and I happened to be over in the trees left, so he came up basically right there with well, us to, to hit a shot. We saw him on 10T box as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. 10T, and then... And he and, remembered a guy from like yeah, 30 years Yeah, he did. Ago. Yeah, it's a guy he had a flight with, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, literally, I think that was what it was. His name was Steve Marino. <laughs> Ernie brings a whole new uh, meaning to the phrase, flight risk. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's so tall. No wonder he swung so smooth because you can hit it 300 yards by making a little chip swing. Better Marino, Steve or Dan? Ne- neither one won neither any, one neither one one any major. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of major, nobody does it more major than Ring Family Dentistry. Head over to Ring Family Dentistry. They will get you taken care of. They go out of their way to ensure all treatment is as comfortable as possible. Absolute leading-edge technology, delivering same-day crowns for more than 20 years. Implants, clear aligner orthodontics, they do it all. All decisions are made by the patient. If they can't show why treatment is needed... They won't prescribe it. They explain their opinion, answer any questions, and ultimately leave all decisions to the patient. Ring Family Dentistry here in Oklahoma City. Give them a Google. Ring Family Dentistry. Gentlemen, Eugenio Chikara. I don't know if y'all noticed, but in honor of Eugenio Chikara, I've got my Oklahoma State golf t-shirt on that's today. A, that's a sweet shirt. Yeah, Pistol Pete, golf, golf ball in the background. I think I got it at Karsten uh, like a decade ago. I think I got it at Karsten actually when we were up there for the 2011 NCAAs. I got this shirt. So, Shout out Peter Uline, Cantlay, Bud Colley. OSU that, that was the has, group we followed. Has the most elite golf logo of all time. The Swinging Pete. Yeah. Also, the different... The golf logo is better than the actual logo. The different so iterations The different iterations of the Swinging Pete over yeah. the years, like they're all pretty elite. It's good stuff. Yeah. Even some of the throwbacks. Pistol Pete might be the best mascot in sports. Pistol Pete's pretty good. I don't know about in sports, because I'm sure there's a bunch of good mascots out there. But okay, Pistol in Pete's college. pretty good. I mean, I... Pistol Pete's up think there. Think of one. Like, I can't think of a more elite. I just don't want to be too much of a homer, but, I mean, obviously, I no, like I mean, Pistol I Pete. Like the, uh, I like the toucan for the Hurricanes. Not toucan, whatever it's called. Uh, <laughs> for Miami? Yeah. Oh, you like the, the bird. The duck? No, it's not a duck. It's like, they, yeah, it, yeah, it is. No, it's a... They copied uh, Oregon. What, what did uh, what did homeboy in, in, in 10 Cup, Kevin Costner, what did he knock off the uh, the pedestal or whatever from the bar? Oh, God. Pelican. No, it's not oh, a pelican. I see it here. No, it is a pelican, I think. Is it? No, it doesn't. It's have an big... ibis. Sebastian the ibis. What is that? I mean, check him out, dude. He's a. They he's basically a... copied Oregon. No, they didn't. It's nowhere close to a duck. No, you look at this guy up here. He's got like the big long bill with the stuff. That is a duck. Look at the mascot. All look right, up if the you're mascot. home, you have to Google Miami Hurricanes mascot. Okay, the actual mascot itself is kind of a fluffy looking duck. It's a duck. Yeah, it's not what I remembered. Okay, that one's thrown out. I mean, Oregon, <laughs> Oregon the duck is pretty good. What about the USC Trojans with the horses? Oh, a lot play. of big USC fans around here. By the way, hey, hey, hey no BS. I like the Gator. I just Gator's thought of not something. bad. What about so, Uga? Who? Uga, the dog. Uga. Oh, for Georgia? Yeah. yeah. Bulldog. That's a good dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. live tiger. LSU has a live tiger. That's up there. Oh, by the way, too? 
Or is it just LSU? I don't think Auburn has a live tiger. Before OU had the two hippos, like, of the, you know, oh, Boomer you and Sooner. Yeah, Boomer and Sooner. Before that, they had Top Dog. I think they actually brought him back now. They did for, for basketball. Bas- well, they always only had him for basketball. Yeah. Top Dog was good. But now I hate those two. You know, they literally look like hippos, Boomer and Sooner. <laughs> <laughs> the U of O hippos. The, the, the real you heard Boomer and first. Sooner are awesome. Reference. But the, the mascot Boomer and Sooner are just... So anyway, Zero out of I, I like the old school Seminole when he'd go out to the center of yeah. the, and yeah, the, uh, that was a good one. Oh, spear a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. The flaming spear, yeah, yep, into yeah. the field. Imagine being the uh, leprechaun. Uh, what's up with me in Florida today? I yeah, you're all about the Florida schools. Leprechaun. I mean, we were dead. We were in Florida. Well, I can't do California. Leprechaun's good. <laughs> Leprechaun's <laughs> good. Those are my people. Those you know, are my people. We're down a und- rabbit hole. We are underrated. The mountaineer. Mountaineer's Mountaineer's not bad. bad. Mountaineer's not bad. I will say my least favorite mascot in college sports is the Texas Tech Red Raider. They they knocked off Pistol Pete and made him way worse. What about the guy that rings the bell? (laughs) Remember that video? Oh, at uh, at uh, in Texas Tech. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's good stuff. What about the uh, Beaver? We're gonna say Beaver's pretty good. Beaver's not bad. The Bruin. UCLA's mascot would be better if they had a live bear. How about Ralphie? In uh, Boulder, Colorado, live buffalo. Really? Buffalo is a fierce beast. Live buffalo. They run him out before the game. They've yeah. got like, handlers around him as if the handlers are going to do anything. That buffalo decides to go rogue. UMK- I had two pretty wild college mascots. Kangaroos? The kangaroos. The yeah. roos. That's a pretty good one. Do they have a live kangaroo? Because that'd be sweet. That would be sweet. That'd be sweet. No. Uh, and then the hurricane. Because that makes sense in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a golden hurricane. It is a golden hurricane. Yeah. They yeah. took a hurricane. By the way, one of the wildest mascots of all time. The Golden Hurricane? Yeah. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's weird. Well, the old one's weird. It's weird. It looks like a tornado. But the new one is just like what a like a gold tornado, like Golden Hurricane, but it's like a By gold the way, tornado. so let me draw this back to Eugenio Lopez Chikara real quick for you guys. So, remember on the video game that there used to be mascot mashup, right? Oh, yeah. NCAA. NCAA. Now we're getting two different... In- Two different golf games. You have one owned by EA, which is partnered with the Masters, and then Tiger is with 2K, and they're partnered up. Is there any chance we get some NCAA golf on the video games? Ooh, a little NIL action? I'm all the way in that for... That would be sick. I'm all the way in for a Eugenio Chikara v. Logan McAllister that on would a video be awesome. game. That would be epic. That's something I never thought about. Because like you either. mentioned, NCAA football is coming back because now they can pay players or whatever. So within the next two years, we should have a game. I never thought about it for the golf You'll, side. You don't have to pay as many guys. Very yeah, true. you don't have to pay nearly as many guys. Yeah. And, and I mean, that could be a draw for one side or the other because, I mean, college kids want to go out, see themselves on the game, and people want to play with their universities. Yeah, and, I and think how that could be a draw. How much of a recruiting pool would that be for the schools that were able to get on it too? Which would be OU, OSU, Texas – who else? Bama, Stanford, Cal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it'd be the big names in golf. Those are the big names in golf. So, drawing it back to Eugenio, we, you, Colby, called it after it happened. You said, and I think T-Dub did as well, you guys said that Eugenio is going to have a big spring after the whole debacle at Eastlake. And you noticed he has switched putting styles altogether. He, to he, the claw. He has said for a few years now that he has struggled – with putting, he's—I mean—he's an elite-level ball striker. Everybody says he's the best ball-striking amateur probably in the world. But the putting has really plagued him. And they were saying on the Golf Channel that he switched to a, to the broomstick method. Um, obviously, you can't anchor, but he switched to some yeah. variation, and we haven't actually seen video of it. So, but some variation of the broomstick. Wait, method. so was he using the claw before? Was that an old picture that they tweeted out? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure because they they said this week he was using the broomstick method. They said he was using the broomstick method when he shot 59 at Scottsdale National in okay. a practice round for the PXG College Showcase. He shot a 61 earlier in the week. Uh, at one of these golf courses in Hawaii, which was a course record there. And then in the final round of this tournament, Oklahoma State comes roaring back. Texas Tech had a pretty big lead going into the final round. Oklahoma State shoots 24 under as a team. Chakar goes 10 under, 62, sets the course record, wins the tournament individually by two shots. It was a mammoth final round from Oklahoma State out in Hawaii. And it was a conference foe that they took down. I mean, everybody talks about OUSU and Texas. Texas Tech can seriously play some golf. They've got some players down there, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with come May as well. You know, I just I, I was so confused because Sam, did you ever play a college tournament this early in the year? 
Um, we always waited till like February twentieth. No, yeah, we did. We even played one in January one time. I, really, I, I didn't know there was that many. I knew there were some tournaments, obviously, yeah. but I was, you know, it's kind of like they ex- start up. I mean, once the semester starts going, there's tournaments. Yeah, and so I, I was a little before. Or is it like know- January fifteenth or something like that when the tournaments start and you get back to school? Like we got back to school on January twentieth, so yeah, yeah right when the semester right. starts up, it it goes. Yeah, we always had we always waited like a month when we came back. We could never practice because it was so cold, and so it was like you know what's going on here. But I will say this: it's you know whenever you're the contending for a national title, you and and Sam can probably attest to this too because he's been on more teams than me. But you know if you if the team builds so much momentum early in the year, it can be easy to fizzle out towards the end if that makes sense. And so you know I hope that for OSU's sake they can. In this case, you want to be able to ride the momentum as long as you can. But the problem is if you ride it for February, March, and even April, and you get into May, and then you don't have your best stuff, you're not going to win a title, so no one's going to really remember or care. And I think all these guys would rather play their best golf in, in obviously, nationals than they would right now. So I think whenever you're playing that much high-competitive golf, you have to be able to make sure that you're doing the right things and being true to your process so that you don't really peak at the wrong time. Yeah, I mean, you want to peak at the right time, but – I mean, every day you got to play competitive golf. You're just trying to shoot the lowest number you can. If you're, if you're playing well in Hawaii in February, you're playing well in Hawaii in February. You just hope you're still playing well whenever you're in Scottsdale in May. In May or June. for the, I think it's like late May whenever they play the uh, national championships at Greyhawk. Something like that. So Which is so, so freaking hot down there in Scottsdale. Has to be. I was there the first week of December, and it was like 80 degrees every day. Trivia question. Can you guys tell me the four other guys other than Eugenio Lopez Chicara that have shot 62 while playing at Oklahoma State? Oh, while playing at Oklahoma State? Yes. I think okay. Charles Howe did it. No. Uh, show me Ricky Fowler. Nope. Show me Scott Verplank. Nope. Show me Kevin Twain. Really? Nope. Bob Twain. Nope. Oh, my gosh. Um, Wolf. Nope. Hovland. Nope. Eckrode. Nope. Boshu. Nope. Uh, Sean Einhouse. Nope. Morgan Hoffman. Yes. Ah, There's I got one. one. You got three left. Peter Uline. Nope. Oh, my gosh. We're running out of names. Hunter Mahan. Yes. Mahan. Yep. Two that was left. a good one we were forgetting. Two left. Alan Brad. Nope. Two really good players. More recent. More recent. Okay. Well, semi-recent. Uh, Christopher Ventura. No. Good guess, though. Man. I mean, I know there's some guys from that 11 team that I'm forgetting, Those that 09 team that I'm forgetting. All right, three um, more guesses. Uh, I mean, I'm running out of names. I'm, I'm forgetting, guys. All right, give us the last Because I'm going to say someone we already said. All right, Jordan Ebrigge. Oh, Jordan Ebrigge, yeah. Wisconsin and Jonathan Moore. Jonathan Moore, another good player, yeah. So won, it won was the Nationals. Ebrigge, uh, Morgan Hoffman, Jonathan Moore, and Hunter May. Moore I would have forgotten about. I should have guessed Ebrigge. You played with Ebrigge that one one of those days at Oak Tree. Yeah, final round. Big, yeah. Time, big yeah. time player. Yeah. If he was finished top 10 or whatever in, yeah, the, he did. Uh, in the Open Championship. I think he was St. T6. Andrews. I think he was T6 at St. Yeah. Andrews the last time it was there. I've played a lot of Fortnite with him, too. He's really with good. Ebrigge? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, by the way, I hadn't played Fortnite, and I got on with a buddy last week because it was snow day. Everybody was off yeah. work. It said, it tells you how long it's been since you've last played. I hadn't played in 47 weeks. We hopped in duos, three games in, got a dub. Well, I mean, it's skill-based matchmaking, though. Exactly. <laughs> Don't play for 47 weeks, easier skill-based matchmaking. All right. Easier to rank we're up. Down, we're down all the rabbit holes. Uh, so much good golf this past week, and it leads right into the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I, I want to say something about amateur golf. Uh, Logan McAllister finished second in the Jones Cup this week, one of the yes, biggest amateur tournaments Sweet. out there. Lost to uh, Palmer Jackson of uh, University of Notre Dame. Only lost by three. Him and Logan were the only two players, uh, to not even under par, but that didn't even shoot even par. The third place was one over. So, where was so that? good golf. Did you say where that was at? It's at, uh, gosh dang, what's the name of that course? They were talking about it and how hard it was. Um, it's out, it was out in South Carolina. I know that. South Carolina, okay. Yeah. I just wanted to get a feel for what kind of the country it's in. It's Grasses like, uh, it's, like by, uh, it's by Sea Island. Okay. It's out in that area. Okay, gotcha. very nice. Sweet. Congratulations, Logan McAllister, Oklahoma State, big win in Hawaii. Uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open coming this week. Great tournament, terrible week, interacts with the Super Bowl late on Sunday. So Why, why do they want to do that? Man, that's a good question. I mean, any theories, Taylor, any theories why they want to go up against the Super Bowl they, every just year? tradition? I don't know, but, like, they specifically wanted because they, they flip-flopped Pebble yeah. and Waste Management this year specifically so that Waste Management could be the week or of the Super Bowl because it, they backed it up a year. Maybe, they backed it up a week, pardon me, the NFL did. Maybe Pebble threw a fit and didn't want it. 
Maybe. I mean, the waste management ever ever since I can remember has been the week of the uh, of the Super Bowl. Even when they had the Super Bowl out in Phoenix, they still had it on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, and so I think that the the main reason I would say that is maybe you use it as a you kind of draw more people in if that makes sense. Like more people can go to Phoenix as like a weekend trip to you know kind of watch the Super Bowl in that aspect because. You know, the point I was thinking of, because, like, when Tory moved up and moved from Wednesday, they went from Wednesday to Saturday as opposed to Thursday through Sunday, I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, Waste Management could do that, but when you talk about all the people that go out and watch it, it's by far the most attended event of the year every single time, and everyone goes out there and they drink. Well, how many more people are going to drink on Sunday of the Super Bowl compared to Wednesday of a tournament? I mean, it's just going to make so yep. much more money in that aspect. So I think that it is a bit of a – and whatever they're doing, they're doing it, like I said, it is by far the most attended event every oh, year. Oh, it's an awesome event. I love it. I love watching it. I love – I think the golf course sets up for an exciting finish, 17 being a drivable par four, the church pews on 18. Boys, it's we got to go course. next year. To Phoenix? Yes. I don't see why not. Let's do that. I mean, I'm going to have a baby, but somebody can watch her. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a big field next week. John Rom, Hovland, Cantley, Thomas, Shoffley. Hideki. Hideki, past champion, Speed and Kepka. You guys running any of those guys out next I week? I am. I'm contemplating Hideki. I'm contemplating it. I've, I've, I've had him stored up for ever since, even before he won at Sony. I think I, I, already, I, him. I, think I already used Hideki, didn't I? Um, I don't know. Good question. I can't remember. Didn't you use him at Century? Maybe. Finished like T-34 in a 38-man field. I can't remember. Right in the middle of his heater. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really debating between using Hideki this week or saving him for Southern. Because those, those are yeah. the two places. I would, I would either use him this week or at Southern. But he has such good course history here. I, and he's on form. I'll, I'll probably end up Speak, running him out this week. But I'll, I'll, I'll see my other options. Speaking of Southern, uh, I said something really awkward at your baby party yesterday. And I don't think many people got it. What'd you say? Wait, you, well, oh. it was a baby shower, so they yep. open all the gifts, yep. and uh, Colby opens a breast pump, and I go, perfect, for when you lose the bet. And everyone <laughs> had no idea what I was talking about. I said, there's no bet, there's no bet, and then I just kept going and opening another gift. Well, because it's all family, and, you know, some of them are a little up there in age and might be a little, a little disgusted by our bet. Well, if they you, you'll know, have to if listen they to the past episode if you want to know the stakes. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 we didn't lose this episode to the ether. We we know what the bet is. We have it documented. Oh, by the way, I figured it out. So last week is Wednesday, right before all the weather came in. uh, We recorded a full episode. We're like fifty five minutes in, (laughs) and I'm recording it. We're doing it all remotely because the weather's coming in. And Audacity is the the program we use to record the audio. Totally freezes on me. I can't get anything back. It's we're toast. We are toast at this point. I've got to go. I've got a doctor's appointment. So, Taylor and Sam recorded an episode, did a great job as always. I come back in, I figured it out. It's because I was using the laptop instead of the desktop because my wife was working from home. So, she hijacked the desktop and the laptop, it, it ran out of storage to the point that it like crashed the system of the actual computer. It wasn't the Wi-Fi. The computer system crashed. I spent like an hour going in and just clearing out thousands of files that have stacked up on this thing over like the last eight years. So now we're good to go. It's running just brand new. You you know what I learned from from this experience? I learned that, you know, I walk in, I see Colby's three beautiful dogs here, and they've got all kinds of, of toys thrown around, and I'm like, Dana throws you around more than the dogs throw their toys around. If she works from home, you don't have any access. You can't even use technology. I get kicked out. I get kicked out. Um, it's because Dana has a real job. But yes, yes. That's uh, by the way. Yesterday, our golden retriever. Since we're talking about dogs with maids, we might as well talk about the dogs. He is a toy dog. If there's ever been a toy dog, and any stuffed animal, he's all about it. We're fixing to have a baby. So what do we get yesterday at the baby shower? We get a couple stuff like Minnie and Mickey Mouse's. My parents yeah. were at Disney World a couple weeks ago. Um, and then we get like this stuffed giraffe. We let the dogs in after everybody's gone. Took oh, no. the golden retriever. I kid you not. Less than five seconds. He had that giraffe in his mouth. He's running behind the back of the couch. We're like, no, 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 no. That's not yours. Her toys don't stand a chance. No. That dog is going to tear up Dude. so many baby toys. It's unreal. Dude, you're, I mean, you're fighting a losing battle at this point already. Maybe once the baby comes, they'll realize, like, no, that might be her toys. Maybe. I don't know. They're kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shouldn't we teach Layla to share with the we toys? We should teach Layla to share. Nope, that's Vince's now. But see, then it's going to ruin her options of sharing because when she shares her stuff and the dog oh shares the gosh. shit, I by mean, the, that's not going to be good. Any but, guess... If you already know the answer, don't guess, because Taylor, you might already know the answer. Do you know which athlete our dog Vince is named after? Vince. I do. 
Any invincible? Guesses? Like from Nope. A, Vince, a Philadelphia Eagle. <laughs> you ever got a dog named after a Philadelphia uh, Eagle? Vince Lombardi. Nope. You, you want me to spill? I know who it is. Spill the beans, Taylor. Vince Wilfork. Vince Wilfork. <laughs> I like that. How random is that? My wife I, was a Patriots fan, and she, her favorite Patriot was not Tom Brady. It was Vince Wilfork. Is she still a Patriots fan? Yeah. After Brady left. Yeah. No, she didn't. She didn't root for the Bucks whenever Brady went. She's a Patriots. So fan. the last two years has just been like, man. Yeah, I mean, she didn't care too much for the Bucks Super Bowl. When Brady retired, she's like, okay. Tita, by Brady the way, retired. I might have had one of the worst performances ever in a guessing game yesterday. Oh, my God. It was brutal. So, <laughs> baby shower. You, you play games, right, at baby shower. So, everybody got the sheet of paper, and it has like 12, 14 questions on it, something like that. And it's like, who is going to be the homework helper? You circle mom or dad. Who's going to be the fun parent? You circle mom or dad. Again, there's like 14 of these. I don't know how this is mathematically possible. <laughs> Sam got one right. Because me and Dave got the last our answers. one right. He got the homework helper right. He said I'd be the homework helper. He got every other one wrong. The only reason he knows that is because you help your uh, mother-in-law with homework. That's the only reason That's he true. knew that. Yeah. Yeah. My mother-in-law's going so, to college. So what, I'm her homework the helper. Uh, who will be the fun parent was one. We cheated. We said both. Because I said me. She said her. So we said both. Uh, I don't even know. Like, who's who's going to be more calm in labor? I oh, still yeah. think you guys are lying about that. No, it says who's going to be more calm in labor. It's absolutely going to be me. I'm going to be watching oh, yes. the Augusta National Women's <laughs> there, Amateur. There's no doubt about that. Oh, Dana's going to be freaking out, dude. No, I think you think that, and then you're going to be in in the you know native grass over there, like on the right <laughs> side, just being like trying to stay out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I'll be pretty calm. I'm generally wired pretty calm, and Dana's going to freak. Like needles, hospitals. Dana doesn't do any of that. How about the actual? She's going to be on the good drugs, though. How about the act of actually pushing the baby out? Don't think that that a little bit more stressful than what you're going to do, Colby? I would think so. Yeah, probably. I mean, the pregnancy so far has been tougher on Dana than it has been on me. I haven't gotten sick in the mornings. It really hasn't affected me too much at all. You're not like uh, Peter on that one Family Guy episode where Lois is in the pregnant in the bathroom throwing up, and he's talking about how miserable he is, so he just turns the TV up louder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the other questions were, but Sam went one for on the questions. So sounds but, like your uh, your last year of betting, Sam. What it sounds yeah. Like. But Sam and Reagan also showed up with a Masters onesie, so that was pretty clutch. clutch. Except it's a year old onesie. It's a, yeah, it's, it's for a twelve month. Uh, which you'll be exactly 12 months for Colby the 23 opens Masters. It and is so excited, and I see the pain, because I know, and I see the pain in his eyes. He's like, oh, it's for a year old. <laughs> I, I, I'm legit worried about, about Layla coming in, because I think Colby's going to overfeed her so that she can get into the onesie faster. Like, no, at what, at what we're, point, we're just going to use it as a blanket. <laughs> at, at what point does a at what at six months or whatever, how big does the baby have to be to be considered obese? Like, what is the youngest obese person ever? That's a great question. I mean, there's stories of, like, 13-pound babies and stuff. I had an uncle that was a 12-pound baby. No way. Yeah. Yeah. How he's, big he's is still, he now? 6'5", uh, 260. How big do you think Layla's going to be? Um, That was a couple of the questions. That was were, a question. I said 6 I mean, pounds, I mean, 7 ounces. Colby's got such a tall physique frame. So, you know? we're inducing at 39 weeks, so she probably won't be as big. We're inducing at 39 weeks to avoid the Masters. I think we told that story <laughs> on the air. Elective inductions at 39 weeks are, they did a big study a few years ago, and now they're they're good. Everybody's cool with it. Um, so we're inducing at 39 weeks. I'll say like six pounds, nine ounces. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty small, ain't it? I mean, uh, I know why you chose that number. But. Yeah. I mean, Dana, I, I, we were asking our parents yesterday is the only reason I know this. I was 7'14", and Dana was like 8'5", at birth. So and she is... Obviously female, so we, we lean towards the mother's side a little bit on that. Yeah, so. but coming we go, oh, six pounds, nine ounces. Well, she yeah. comes Dana, out just Dana like... Dana and I are both small people. What about red hair? 50-50. I really, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, she comes out just like 10 pounds, just like... <laughs> just <laughs> like, a mammoth. Like, right hit Poor palms. Dana. <laughs> I can already fit into the 12-month one. Poor Dana. I, I was telling Taylor earlier before you got here, Sam, I'm like... Well, she's got to be born during the Augusta National Women's Amateur. That way it can be on the TV. Yep. And whenever she comes out, I can hold her and I can tell her, anything is possible if you work hard enough on your short game. And <laughs> yeah. just, you know, instill it from a very early age. Every year. And then we got to get the picture of her with the TV in the background with the Augusta National Women's Amateur on at the hospital. That way when she's playing in it in 20 years, they can be on the golf channel and they can be <laughs> like, look at this story from Layla Powell when she was just born. She was watching this event. It'll be great. I've got it all planned out. <laughs> That's some expert level planning right there. I like it. You already look at 25 years down the line. 
20. Or, or 20. 20. In 25 years, she'll be a pro. She won't be invited. It's a good point. <laughs> well, in 25 years, they might have a women's major there. You never know. I hope she never comes back and, like, listens to any of this podcast. Yeah. She's like, Dad. Dad. She can sound like Spieth. <laughs> what about the one where you call Kobe? her selfish? Yeah, yeah that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess... Uh, I think your wife said something to my wife about that, and my wife had my wife doesn't listen to the podcast. She was like, "Did you call our daughter selfish on your podcast?" <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes, that, that I said, I said that doesn't sound like me." Took it out of context. <laughs> it was out of context. Way out of context. And all you right. didn't lie because I mean, you really usually wouldn't say that stuff, but you did. So. Exactly. Uh, all right, we're back in a couple days. Preview what waste management. You say that open? all the time. I don't know why I just lied. I to do people. say that all the time. It's I don't all right. know why I lie to people. It's all right. I'm we sorry, cut people. it out. I didn't mean to lie. We cut it out we, we, we just put out what we want all right thanks to mabes for uh coming on and telling us a a very lame story about what <laughs> 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 it goes sam he built it up and everything he yep. had a big urn with him though so we got to talk about dogs fun show we're back to preview phoenix later in the week thanks everybody totally for whipped. listening on the one year anniversary of the award-winning 73rd hole the official podcast of golf oklahoma